Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Wine Face, where we're breaking down everything the experts know about wine in a fun, digestible, and accessible way, because wine is for enjoying and wine is for everyone. I'm your host, Helen Johannesson from Helen's Wines in beautiful Los Angeles, California. And you know what? Everything comes and goes, you know, like it's a cycle. Why am I thinking about this? The seasons. Seasons are about to change. Things change. Change is good. I always say that. But what we're going to talk about today, I was like, you know, it's kind of very summery, but who cares? Because I'm sort of into it right now. And I feel like sometimes that's when the best synergy comes across when you're talking about something that you're into right now. And what is it that I'm into right now? We are talking about the part of Italy called Liguria. Yes, the dreamy, dreamy, very steeply terraced slopes of Liguria that then plunge down into the Mediterranean Sea. This summer, I was really lucky to go swimming in the Mediterranean Sea. I was not in Liguria, but I was in Ibiza and then took a boat to this island off the coast of Ibiza, anchored And I got into the water and it was like the craziest turquoise blue. And I know it's so cliche. Like everyone's like, stop, we hate you. But I'm verbally telling you about it instead of putting it on Instagram. And it was like we anchored and it's so blue. And I got in the water and I think it was the most healing moment of my life. 
paella was delivered to our boat. Maybe I mentioned this. I don't know. But anyway, when we think about a special winemaking place, there's kind of nothing more special than thinking about an area that is the terrain feels like geometrically challenging just to begin with. You know, it's like very steep, very trellised. And then it's tumbling into this like gorgeous, perfect blue water. Feels like epic shit has to have gone down and does go down there. And I think this goes back to how far away, where is it? How long have they been making wine there? How far away are we from anything that any of you might know? Well, I will tell you. So if you are in Monaco, you're gambling, you're feeling chic, you get into your little two-seater sports car and you head east, you pretty much immediately enter into Italy. And that is where Liguria starts. It is the northwestern sort of coastal arc before you get into the boot of Italy. It's pretty freaking fantastic. And winemaking there goes back 2,500 years. That is right. We are talking about Roman times. And it's really crazy because one of the areas that was originally named within Liguria during Roman times was this area called Cinque Terre, which is to this day the most coveted, famous place to make wine in Liguria. So it's OG. They've been making wine there since like forever. You're in the northern Italy. You're sort of in this like beautiful climate of you're right near the Alps and you're also smashed like it's like the Alps and the Apennine Mountains just crash together and are crumbling down towards the gorgeous ocean. It's like the convergence of those two monumental subterranean structures. The result of that tumble down to the sea is the Ligurian coast, also referred to as the Italian Riviera. Maybe you have heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. I feel like Riviera is such a cool name. Anyway, it's really special and it's 150 miles of gorgeous Mediterranean coastline. And when we're talking about Liguria, we are pretty much exclusively talking about steep terraced vineyards. I'm talking, think about an amphitheater. Think about the craziest football stadium you've been in up in the nosebleeds when it feels like impossible. And if you tilt the wrong way, you might tumble and fall, which probably won't happen. But like SoFi Stadium is scary like that. Straight up, not super comfortable. I was like, what if people fall at Taylor Swift? But basically it's that level of terraces. And it's an area that because of the terrain and because of the geographic orientation of the vineyards, Everything is painstaking. Everything has to be done by hand. Everything is incredibly tasking, hand-picked, hand-that, which hasn't always meant that that was meaning that the wines were made more naturally. It means that the, the growing and the caretaking of the vines was done in a more naturalistic mindset. But now there's this younger generation who's come in and they're really taking this hand-to-hand wine growing and then converging in the cellar to bring more of that naturalistic approach. So Liguria is a very interesting, fascinating, fabulous place that has a lot of cool stuff, I think, coming in the foreground. And there's eight different primary regions that are recognized by the DOC in Italy. Obviously, Cinque Terre is number one, and this is all the way on the eastern side of the 
Ligurian area. So it's anchored. If you if you can imagine the coastline from Monaco, you're driving through Monaco and anchored right in the middle is Genova. So anytime we're like Genovese pesto, like that's anchoring the area of Liguria. And if you keep going all the way east to the edge of the Ligurian area, the Cinque Terre is right there. So there's eight different areas, Cinque Terre, Colle di Luna, Colina di Levanto, the Doleacqua, the Golfo del Teguglio, Pornasio. There's also the Riviera, Liguria di Ponente, and the Val Polcevera. But the thing to keep in mind is some of these areas are associated with different grapes. Some of these areas are more famous than other areas. I would say Cinque Terre is the most famous of all of them, but it all in Liguria ties back to what grapes you're growing. So it's sort of like that AOC system. It's very DOC centric where certain areas you're regulated to grow certain grapes. And that's what you when you can put the DOC on your label. By far, by far, the most famous grape from Liguria, hand down, is Vermentino. I guess I should have mentioned this at the top, but we're in white wine country. This is a predominantly white wine production area. There is some red wine, but Vermentino is queen. And Vermentino is such a special grape. And it really, I think, found its groove in Liguria. You'll also find Vermentino in Sardinia, as well as in Corsica, you know, island wines, yo, but a few other places, but predominantly those areas. But specifically, Corsica tastes kind of different. Sardinia tastes kind of different. But really, it settles into its own minerally amazing fabulous self in Liguria. Vermentino has always been super fascinating to me because the DNA of the grape is a little bit unknown. Some people say it has an identical DNA to a Piemontese white wine grape called Favorita, which BT Dubs is one of my favoritas. LOL, but you can't find that much. There's not that much grown. Other people say that Vermentino might be similarly related to Roll in France, spelled R-O-L-L-E. And I think it's not that it's not 100% true. I think that there just isn't as much DNA documentation as other grapes that are the same but different names in different countries. So Vermentino is the shit. If you take away one thing from this podcast, it is the shit, especially if you like crisp, minerally fresh white wine. Like, and it's succulent too. It's just so tasty. Anytime you're about to eat pesto, you should think Vermentino. I got it. I'm on it. I've totally nailed it. Other white wine grapes that are grown there, probably second up is Pigato, which has a little bit more of a funk to it. Not funky like natty wine, orange wine funk. I'm talking more of like a really great cheese, you know, like a dry manchego that's been aged, like this subtle funk that is really just more savory. It's like a bouquet of herbs, met a beautiful sheep's milk feta and it's like in a wine somehow. So that's Pigato. And then there's Bianchetta Genovese, which honestly, I only know really one producer who makes this into a white wine. It's pretty tasty. The red wines, Rosese, probably one of the more widely well-known. Some people do grow Silegiolio. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I don't. This is the most impossible. Silegiolio. Anyway, super light grape. 
listen, let's go back to it. Celia Giulio. Look, I'm humbled by this. I don't know all things. Everyone thinks I'm an expert on wine. I know all the things. I don't know everything. I can't even say everything, but I'm giving a spot. And then for another red grape, Orniasco and Tiburon. And look, here's the deal. I don't actually love the red wines that I've had from Liguria. I usually shy away from them. They are a little bit irony and light and withholding and sort of bitter and like spiteful. I don't know. I just don't love them. I don't know if the red wine grapes get enough from the soil that and those steep terraces to really wow me. But you know what? I I think that's just been my experience. I would never be like, I hate Rosese, but I just haven't found one that I truly deeply love. I do love Vermentino and I really like Pigato as well. So that's sort of the vibe of this area. It's like scintillating white wine that's sort of like fairy dust meets lemon zest with like a mineral scrub to boot. It's just like magic in a gorgeous coastal zone. And the winemakers there are heroic. I think that there's a lot of things that can be said about the level of manual labor that has to take place when you're talking about maybe each terrace is like three feet and then you go up like four feet and there's another one. And the only way to get to them is to like wind back and forth. I think some people have little ladders. You guys know that game, Shoots and Ladders? I don't think it's exactly like that, but it would be amazing if someone did like shoots and ladders, Liguria version. It would be like a drinking game with Vermentino. By the way, I don't condone. I'm not into drinking games. I think drink in moderation. You feel better. You look better and you will enjoy life more. Anyway, the biggest thing about this region is they make some of the best food. But I'm going to focus on two because it's like two things that are amazing and I'm obsessed with, that being focaccia and pesto. Pesto and focaccia were both, I think, originated in this region. And it's really one of those examples of what goes together grows together. They kind of are a perfect match for especially Vermentino and even some of the white, the red wines, which are very light in body and color. They're incredibly transparent. But Liguria is literally on my dream list of places to visit. I can't wait. And there's two winemakers that I really, I think, would want to visit the most. Not that there aren't a million amazing winemakers there. There really are. But two that have always stood out for me throughout the years. One's a little more classic. It's Bisson. And they make Vermentino. They make Pigato. They actually are the ones that make the Bianchetta Genovese, which if you can get your hands on it, it's a really, really cool wine. They make a sparkling wine. They make a rosé. It's an old school family and it's just like traditions being passed down and passed down and passed down. But I also love Salvadolce. Salvadolce, you might have seen the labels out there. They have just like one dramatic rainbow paint brush, like one dramatic rainbow paintbrush in a sort of like a squiggle. If you are a wine person who've had Salvadolce, tell me how to explain it better. I don't know how, but they're really just so energetic. They are not the least expensive wine from this region, but kind of feel like one of the most exciting. The wines are always really have this beautiful tension of fruit and minerals that it kind of gets you in the back of your mouth, right high by your sort of 
cheekbones. It's like that liquid facelift that you really want to get, but you're like, I can't get this facelift. All I'm going to do is drink Selva Dolce. And then the liquid minerals will like scintillate in the back of my cheekbones. I'm just kidding, guys. It was a terrible segue. Anyway, next time you go to Italy, it would really make sense for you to take a detour, head to Liguria, drink more Vermentino. We are going to be opening up a new grocery store outpost of our market cookbook in Los Angeles. It is going to be on Larchmont in Highland Park. And Vermentino is a grape and a wine that I have targeted for this area to really proliferate the shelves. I think the people of Hancock Park and Hollywood are going to flock to this wine like a moth to the flame. And we have focaccia and we have pesto. So it's literally a one-stop shop. You get the wine, you get the food, you get out of there. If you want to try some wine from Liguria, you can go to helenswines.com and we have a few different options. All you have to do is put Liguria in the search bar and whatever we have will come up. You can also browse around, check out our wine chillers, gift boxes, and join the wine club if you haven't, or give it as a gift to a friend. You can give three months, six months, 12 months, whatever you want. Anyway, I hope you love taking a toe dip into the Ligurian coast with me. It was incredibly refreshing, wasn't it? I feel so refreshed. You can always follow along on Instagram if you have any more questions at Helen's Wines.